Welcome to the good, the bad, and the horrible. A weekly podcast where OG millennials have honest and candid conversations about dating, sex, yes, butt stuff, relationships, entanglements, and everything in between. Starring your host, Scarlett Prynne. Pull those anal beads out slowly. This is not a lawnmower. You don't want to hit a snack. Featuring guests, Vixen Moore. No, the more hyper-masculine and alpha a guy is, the more he's going to want to be fucked in the ass. <laughs> Mako Cox. Whose dick do I got to suck to suck some dick around here? <laughs> Lila Moon. Please, for the love of God and everything holy, do not say my <laughs> name during sex. <laughs> Caramello Dolce. I'm transparently a transparent. Northern Joy. You can consider me your 40-year-old virgin. (laughs) Willow Gray. If I saw my man with another woman, I'd have to cut a bitch. (laughs) And occasionally emerging from behind the scenes, the producer, Spider. Kinky is using a feather. Perverted is using the whole damn bird. So I want to dive a little bit into Caramello's story because it's fascinating. I've met him and his daughter. And hearing your story, Carmela, I was like, wow, this needs to be told. It's a great story. Let's do it. You have a trans daughter. I do. And you have helped her immensely through this journey. And sadly, she wasn't able to come record with us today, but I'm working on it. I'll get her here. We'll be here. Yeah. So it'll be great to hear you guys tell the story together. But what really kind of shocked and shook me a little bit was whenever you talked about taking her to the doctor when she started this process and how they told you, I'll let you tell it. What did they tell you when you went there with your daughter? Well, there's a negative connotation on that period in today's society. So I took her down to the Oak Lawn Clinic. Your daughter transitioned from From male male to to female. female. Mm -hmm. How old? It started back when She was younger. I noticed mannerisms and I thought that my son at that point would have been gay. And as it progressed, she wound up letting us know in her, you know, junior and senior year that she identified more as a female and that she wanted to transition. And of course, me being the parent that I am, I was like, well, let's wait until you're fully grown. You're not, you know, all your growth spurts and everything are done, you know, so that way you're not going to affect anything because it's one of those things where if you get it done too early, and you decide not to, then you've already, you know, created some damage there. Mm. But she waited. And when she wanted to go, I I took her. She had to have blood work and everything. And of course, she had to see a therapist to make sure that it wasn't a fetish or anything like that. So I walked with her to the therapist and he was looking and she told him that this is my dad and stuff like that. And he kind of looked at me and it was like, he had this bewildered look on his face like, you know what? Hold on, wait, you're her father? I said, yeah. And you support her? 100%. It's my child. Dog, cat, boy, girl. (laughs) I bet they don't don't see a lot of that, though. No, they don't. It's a shame that, you know, parents don't understand or not willing to understand their children. So I remember you saying that he told you you were the very first dad he had ever seen come. Yeah, I was the very first. Yeah, You know, I was like, I would have expected maybe the second, possibly third. You know, I would say one hand, you know. That he's seen, you know, maybe a couple of fathers, but to be the first, I was like, I felt kind of proud. But, you know, at the same time, I also felt remorse for 
those individuals who don't have the support of their parents. But uh, kudos to you for waiting until they grew and went through all the hormonal changes and all that until they knew exactly what they absolutely wanted to do. I commend you on that. Thank you. And my wife, you know, I have a supporting wife. You know, she helped my daughter now learn how to beat her face, as she called it. You know, (laughs) now, now my wife says, my daughter's surpassed me when it comes to beating her face. I need her to come over here and help me do my eyeliner. <laughs> but, you know, like she told her, she said, you know, you have to know what could possibly happen, the side effects. You take these testosterone sure. shots and it could change your outlook on how you feel. Sure. So, you know, she went into it not lightly and right. understood, you know, that, hey, you know, we're going to be here for her, whatever the case may be. We're going to dive into this more when your daughter comes because Most um, there's a lot of layers to this. And talking to both of you and hearing this story, I'm like, this is juicy stuff. That's we got to get onion. this story That's out a big onion to get through all those layers. Yeah. My mom hears people's stories and she's like, how can I monetize this? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was monetizing this shit right now. It's just a really expensive hobby. <laughs> One thing I noticed with you and your daughter watching you interact is that she seems to be very open with you. And that's I think just in and of itself with any parent-child dynamic is kind of a rare thing, sadly, when it comes to sexual matters. It is. So what's been your philosophy on that? And has it always been that way for you or have you evolved over time with that? I think it's I've always been like that or we've always been like that with our children. A lot of that does come into play with my upbringing. My parents really didn't speak to us a lot about intimacy and sex and so on and so forth. I learned my exploits or my treasures from my aunts. Hmm. My aunts are the ones that that taught me what a woman is supposed to feel, what a woman is supposed to expect or what I'm supposed to do for a woman. How am I supposed to pleasure her? Make sure that I take care of the woman first before I get mine. So then not learning that from my parents, I didn't want that to be the same thing with my children. So that just opened me up and my now wife to be more crass, I guess you can say, or just Mm -hmm. me blunt with their education when it comes to intimacy and what they're to give as well as receive. And understand that you're taking a part of someone's soul when you cross that line. So I obviously have my daughter here and I have gotten some flack from other people about the fact that I've brought her on this podcast that is obviously talking a lot about sex, a lot about these you know, very controversial topics in some cases. Do you feel like having that openness with your child has benefited or hindered in any way? I know it's it's actually benefited. And of course, yeah, you're going to get a lot of slack because, of course, again, you're talking about a generational gap. And I prefer them to be more candid with me and come to me so that I can give them a more educated lesson instead of going to Pornhub. Yeah. Or right. going to their best friends right. to try to figure out, you the know, internet. And yeah, yeah. the Internet. Well, the Internet does have, you know, its premise in it that, that will give you the. It can, but it's also a lot it, of misinformation. Exactly. It, it, it is a lot of misinformation. It's difficult to navigate. It's and, much easier to go to somebody who's open and right. you know that in trust that will give you, you know, the and answers I, that you're looking for. And I for. think a few of us here have been brought up. I think we've talked about it, been brought up in a very conservative household and how that yes. affected us. Most definitely. You know, where I'm like, how could we have progressed better in our relationship lives or our marriage? Attitude towards sex. Mm -hmm. Attitude towards sex. Yeah. If we had that education. 
I have gone back and listened to previous podcasts. Mm -hmm. And yes, that you are definitely correct. Again, it goes back to our upbringings and Mm -hmm. our parents' upbringings and their parents. They didn't educate us on what it is we're supposed to get out of intimacy, nor did our parents' parents address that with them. Right. So I think it's been definitely a journey generational wise, you know, like it is right. I think, you know, the most current generation of parents of young teenagers or whatever, I think are much more open as a general rule than yes. any parents have been before. And part of it, I think, is because of the internet. You, do, you, don't, so, you don't tell them. holding up her hands here. Like, <laughs> you got something to say over here, I can tell. I'm the one buying nipple tassels for my 75-year-old grandma. Yeah, because my family was that open. Yes. And see, I turned out wonderful. So, problem solved. Well, I got yeah, my, of my... course, you have the flower child, you know, error and so on and yes. so forth. You know, you yeah. do and have my, that openness right there. My grandma used to crochet pasties and G-strings for the Milwaukee burlesque troupe. Oh, how yeah. Cool. yeah I was gonna say, my mom sewed one of my stripper costumes. She made me a Raggedy Ann costume because yeah. she was so pissed about my red hair. So we got the whole spectrum <laughs> yeah. here yeah. in terms yeah. of openness because my parents definitely were not doing any no. of that. My, <laughs> my mom would have like stroked out if she saw like <laughs> been like knitting the nope. nipple. My mom was hemming the Raggedy Ann skirt while my grandma was there. And she's like, oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> yeah. Like my family was was in it. <laughs> One time my sister came to the dinner table. She used to come like you know, as a teenager she'd show up to the dinner table like in her bra and her pajama pants. And my mom was so sick of it. She's like, please, could you wear a shirt to the dinner table please, right? <laughs> and so my sister had her boyfriend over for dinner one night and so my mom said, okay, let's all come to the dinner table with our shirts off. Oh yeah. <laughs> and see how she yeah. likes it. So yeah, she, yeah, after that my sister wore a shirt to dinner. <laughs> of course you have religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. that does definitely plays into the forbidden. You know, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. So that's why they never really did say anything or teach that your children about intimacy and sex and what so on and so forth. You're supposed to get out of it. Well, I think sex was thought of just for procreation. procreation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, it wasn't supposed to be a pleasure mechanism at all. Well, well I guess the jury's out. We'll see if it totally royally screws you up, Mako. <laughs> I got two partners now, so I don't think I'm rolling in it right now. Well, I was going to say, since you've started on the podcast, I've noticed that your social anxiety seems to be holding you back less than it used to. Less, but it's still there. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a constant battle. I haven't been texted back all day by my new partner, and it's stressing me out. (laughs) That doesn't go away. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's both ways. Yeah. 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 So Mako has been very excited to talk about her very first date. Even though you have a partner in Kuwait, but you guys have never met in person. It's all been virtual. So mm-hmm. she's never gone on an actual date yet. And let Until... me tell you, let me tell you, he's real good at e-sex. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned that there are people who are good at e-sex and there are people who are bad at e-sex. <laughs> it's a skill. It's a skill. It's yes. a skill. It I have is. discovered that. So you've had that going on, but this week, for the first time, you actually had a physical date with another person because mm-hmm. you and your boyfriend have an open relationship, right? Yeah. So go ahead, talk about it. Tell us what happened. We need all Spill the, the, the tea. The dirty deeds. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call this person Giovanni. 
Giovanni. Me and Giovanni met on OkCupid, where I lied about my age. Do they know that now? They know, they okay. know, they know. I said I was 18. I'm turning 18 in August, so She's I'm not 18 yet. 17 and three quarters now. Yeah. I am 17 <laughs> and three like quarters. That. But 17 is the age of consent in Texas, irregardless. So, so you're good so to go. Suck I'm it. good to go. <laughs> you did your research then, huh? <laughs> So the first day we started, there's talking. also, I would want to say there's also a Romeo and Juliet law yep. that goes into play there. Even if you weren't the age of consent, if there's like a certain like three like years, two, year, two yeah. if you were 16 and he was 19, you would still be safe because of that. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. But I'll have, you know, like most people like around my age are actually pretty off put about dating someone under 18 because I was trying to hook up with people at my college before I went on OkCupid. And like literally, like all the people I talked to were like, I don't know if people would be up for that. Like, that's a 20 year old. You're 17. Like, and people would make fun of me for being 17. And so there's just like a weird gap between 17 and 18 for them. That's completely stagnant. In, well, on... I mean, I like kind of kudos for them because there's a lot of guys that do not have that distinction at yeah. all. So, well, I'm yeah, for the guys that don't I know. have distinction. <laughs> I know that you're wanting to find the guys, but like, <laughs> well, Just because telling guys, someone the age of consent is seventeen, and like even knowing that, it yeah. still feels weird. Yeah, and, and, and guys don't want to be have to be a registered sex right. offender right. for the next yeah. thirty there's, years. There's a bit of a fear there. Yeah. For yeah. yeah. Anyways, so don't matter here. Oh, okay, Cupid guys. <laughs> we met on Okay Cupid. We immediately started. Do they live in the area? They live forty minutes away from me. So they live. Well, I guess I shouldn't say, but they live for a little far, like fifty minutes, I think. And they drove to you? Well, no, we Were met halfway. halfway. Okay. So describe physical attributes, because that's obviously going to factor into this. And so they. What is are, your criteria? I am attracted to most people. I did. You still identify as pansexual? I'm pansexual. Okay. I will say that I specifically put on my bio that I wanted to fuck neurodivergent and queer people. And that's what I got here. I got a very ADHD, queer, non binary person. They are born male. They have very long hair and like dress femininely. They're actually, hear me out, they dress as a clown a lot. <laughs> like cosplay? Cosplay? Or is this like actual like daily routine type thing? They just like dressing as a clown. They're not into like clown business. How much clown? Are we talking red nose? Yeah, yeah we're talking about like red even. nose. Yeah. Or like Pennywise clown. Like, yeah. they, <laughs> they got a new nose in the mail and they showed it to me at the date we went on. I and mean, they kudos were for you for not being put off by that. No, I'm I'm actually a right up her alley. This is exactly <laughs> who I saw her with. Yeah, because clowns freak me the fuck me out. Me too. Me too. Yeah, that, and they that, always that. have. Even Ronald McDonald freaked me out. It doesn't freak Vixen out. She is. Yeah, she's showing a picture right now. No, what I is won't this picture I won't look left. <laughs> what is this picture you're showing us, Vixen? Um, me dressed as a clown for, <laughs> for a oh, no. large oh. sex party. Oh my oh, eyes! Oh my eyes! Nothing. My eyes. Willow is looking the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> she won't even look at it. Uh, Mako, you got to try out clowndating.com. Oh, there you go. I'm not specifically looking for clowns. Honestly, (laughs) I will be honest. And if they listen to this episode, ignore this. (laughs) Stop listening. (laughs) Stop listening. Close your ears for a second. 
I actually thought they were a different person when they messaged me. I thought they were someone completely different. I did not know that they who were they thought. Why? Because I had done the there was like a super like thing on OKCupid, and I messaged another person who was born male that dresses like femininely about their style and i was like oh my god you look amazing so i thought that person had responded to me (laughs) but i'm not complaining this person the giovanni very endearing i love the clown shit and most people would be off put by this but the first day we talked we got on discord and we started like talking like facetime like camera to camera and we started doing e-sex and (laughs) they came pretty quick i wasn't done (laughs) <laughs> and what they decided to do was start playing a game called Fishing Simulator while I'm still on camera fucking <laughs> no! myself with a dildo. <laughs> you wanted neurodivergent. Okay, I did. Hold and on. that's why I said most people would be off yes. by it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would have been a hell no, don't talk to yeah. me ever again. Yes. I got a question because I'm old as hell. What the fuck is Issa? <laughs> Cyber sex. That's oh. I guess is what people yeah. call you it. Just, you just call it cybering. It's, it's mutual masturbation over video. Yeah. Or by text. I gotta keep up with the time. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know what some it's of It's not stuff. as good as real sex. It's <laughs> not. I've had some really bad depends. real person sex. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I have too. And but it's still not I feel almost more pressure but, to come during any sex. But really? I tell you my, I do in real life weirdly enough but like i just mm, i enjoy e-sex but real stuff but i tell you the difference between that experience and the experience with my boyfriend because like the next day i had e-sex with my boyfriend way different way more enjoyable well and your boyfriend <laughs> you know, you've not... been with your boyfriend for a while so you kind of know what each other that like is true. That and is true. you genuinely care about each other and you know there's a difference there, there the is emotional connection does make a difference usually i think giovanni has a lot of don't listen to this has a lot of self-consciousness which i think kind of prevents them from making ease like cyber sex with cyber sex you got to compensate for yeah. that lack of physical touch yeah and i think that that's not really their strong suit mm. and that's fine it's like it's not what i'm looking for i was specifically looking for a physical relationship so yeah. if they're not good at it i don't give a shit that whole thing where they were just streaming the game and watching me fuck myself at the same time <laughs> fucking hilarious i loved that i found uh, it very endearing so i gotta know where was the date what did you do yeah yeah let's get to the so, actual so, so at first i wanted to bring them to my house my mom was like absolutely not you're not inviting a stranger to our house where your so little siblings are. So let's meet in the woods instead? <laughs> Jesus, Scarlett! We didn't get to the woods yet. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes! Yeah, let's meet the guy in the woods dressed up as a clown. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> letting this person come to my house. But just, yeah, go meet him in person. The, hey, just for the record, I dropped her off at the mall. <laughs> my mom did not know we were going to the woods. That's not she was going to the That's woods. That's not better. <laughs> so we agreed to to meet up at an outlet mall and i was excited and so, so wait, how quickly did you leave the outlet mall how long did you stay at the outlet mall? oh it must have been like 30 minutes okay <laughs> you tried it must have been like 30 minutes to an hour I think. okay i will say i met up with them after waiting for a while and i was like i gotta go pee i can't keep waiting i saw them and i was like take me to the bathroom <laughs> you're like you're late i gotta pee <laughs> from there the day actually went better so we started walking around stores and just having a nice time. 
So things started to get better after we sat down at a Starbucks and we started playing cards. And I have a kind of a special interest in cards and card games. I have over 30 card decks at home and I keep four card games in my bag at all times. What kind of card that you weren't playing like go fish right we were playing a game they taught me called trash and i taught them a game called lucky bastard (laughs) okay which are two very fun games but in my purse i have uno i have monopoly deal i have five crowns and i have a regular deck so once we sat down and actually started doing something that i was enjoying and getting comfortable with and we were like talking and joking around that's when i started getting more comfortable comfortable, yeah and more horny yeah like correlation come on yeah (laughs) so i said i recognize that not eating kind of intensifies my anxiety and i hadn't eaten all day so i was like that's probably why i'm so anxious right now so we went to sonic and i told them like after sonic we'll go do something like after we eat feed me first feed them fuck there's an order okay there is an order so they had passed a preserve on their way here to the outlet mall and they were like well let's like go a, there. like a wildlife preserve just a park okay like trails yeah, yada, yada. okay and i was like so you weren't gonna get like attacked by a zebra or something <laughs> <laughs> and i was like fuck it yes or an ostrich those, those things are yeah those are evil. scary <laughs> But yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm so down. Like I told them beforehand that I would follow their lead because they are a lot more experienced than I am at zero. And I trusted that if they thought a park was a good idea, then why not? I'm just going to say like teenage male brain is not very forward thinking. <laughs> so that might not be the best of Yeah, but listen, they've been camping their whole life. They were Boy Scouts. Still, he had sex on the brain, so it was not like, oh yeah, we're not going to get caught here. He was just like, I want to fuck. Yeah. This is the closest <laughs> place. Fair enough. So anyway, we went back to the bathroom to wait for the Uber. And that's where we started like getting more rascally and handsy or what? Handsy. Yeah. I had my first kiss. How was the kiss? Did you like the kiss? I really like their kisses. Yeah? Yeah? I've been fantasizing about kissing them again like oh, ever good. since Aww. yesterday. I was like, oh my God, I want to kiss them again. <laughs> Does kissing turn you on? Or did you just like it? I don't know. It just felt nice. Okay. It was okay. good. Because <laughs> kissing does not turn me on. It's not going to make me wet. But I enjoy like, oh, yeah. kissing. Well, but you're not 17 either. That's true. Oh, no. I still love kissing. I, I do, but, too. Yeah. I have yeah. a number of my partners. That's like their number one thing. Like, oh, you want to get me hard? No, it's not blowjob. It's kiss. It's kiss. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like that's a lot of guys like get turned on by kissing. Where it doesn't turn me on. I just enjoy like the sensation and the closeness. But it's not like making me wet. So it's like, all a part of the foreplay. So, but yeah, but like if kissing is your only foreplay, that's not going to work. No, it can't be the But only they got to have fresh breath. I mean, you got some yes. bad Yes, I mean, forget it. I've yes. had some bad kisses too. So. Oh, I, even when they were high, I did not mind the kisses. They well, were okay. really good. So they had weed breath and you still didn't mind it. Oh, I love I love their kisses. <laughs> Was oh, it my good God. weed or skunk weed? <laughs> that's know. the deal breaker. <laughs> I had never smoked before and I was kind of wary. Oh, is that also on the menu for today? Wow. They offered me to smoke and I was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable doing it one-on-one with someone that isn't sober. Yeah. So I was just like, I'd rather do it in a group with someone that's sober that can help me. And I've Smart also- girl. Thank yeah. you. Really? <laughs> 
people don't give me enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone around me is like, okay, you got to make sure to do this. I this, mean, this. you did oh. meet a stranger in a park. I did make her share her location. To this day, I got all of my children on Good. find my location. My mom got me. I spent the night with a guy and the next morning on my way home, my mom texted me, did you have a good time? (laughs) (laughs) Mother. (laughs) So we were in the bathroom and we, you know, a lot of kissing and like neck kissing and and boob shit. (laughs) I need this. I've never dated a boob guy. (laughs) What? What? Not every single guy. Huge boobs. You've never attracted every guy. Every guy I've ever dated is like, I just love your sense of humor. Wow. Or like something stupid. And I'm like, could you please bet these things around a little (laughs) bit? (laughs) You get me. Can you you pretend for an hour? Maybe they overwhelm him. Uh, I think so. You know, I think they they see a death threat. Like, I might as well be holding a knife. They don't even, like, want to tit fuck you or anything. No! What? Oh, no. I'm like, what? I had to like, ask a partner to do that. I had guys trying to tit fuck me. So, for like, anyone that did not hear Joy's first episode, she has an eye cup. Yeah, I'm busting out that 34 eye. eye. cup. Yes, and I had to ask so wow. I could have done it. Genovani is very direct and that is what I've been looking for all my life is someone who was just like literally one of the first messages they sent me is like I think we know both what we want like I think we're both after the same thing here and I was like thank god thank you for breaking that let's flirt now let's fuck <laughs> like let's not dance around the subject anymore. exactly because I deleted like three other accounts because I was just getting nothing out of the you small hate talk all the small talk and leading up yes and, I'm like, like please let's just get to it <laughs> your profile's like small talk sucks I want to fuck just message me. Amen. <laughs> hey, Amen. She was asking me advice because there was a guy at school that she wanted to basically hook up with, right? Yes. And, you know, of course, all the advice I'm giving her, I'm very direct. So I'm like <laughs> giving her all these one-liners to tell him. And she's like, I'm not going to say that to him. No, I've given up on that guy. He's not uh, neurodivergent any straight. So it's not working out anyway. <laughs> okay. Can I, I ask another question? Yeah. What does neonine? divergent mean it's kind of a broad topic neurodivergent can range from depression to autism it's ADHD, pretty much anything that makes you not typical your brain is not okay normal. but when i'm saying neurodivergent i'm specifically talking in the range of adhd and autism which would okay. be non-allistic allistic means you're not adhd or autistic okay and Mako is autistic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm right. very proud. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I just didn't know what so that So you just is. want nope. somebody that's kind of on the same Yes, we are very much on the same wavelength yeah. in so many ways. So many things that would be off-putting to others is just very charming like the, to me. The fishing game while you the were... The fishing game while I was fucking myself. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, it's like, I don't want to expect the same thing from everyone. And I, in the first place, I didn't want cyber sex from them in the first place. So it's like... I don't mind if it doesn't go the way I want because I can get that from other people for one, which is yeah. the perk of non-monogamy. And for two, it's like, it's just charming. Like Now, I will warn you, while 17 may be the legal age of consent for intercourse in Texas, it is not the legal age for sending pornography. Yeah. So you do run the risk of still being considered child porn if you're sending pictures and stuff. It'll be fine. But what about live streaming? Like a live video? <laughs> fine for you, fine. but they yeah, have that, to be registered that, sex offender if they have a photo or video of you on their phone computer. That's what I was wanting to know. four months, it won't be a big deal. And, okay, so hold off for four months. 
Oh, no so recording I, your session. Well, is it recording or is it like live streaming? Well, so that's what I was her. saying. No recording your session. So yeah. you have to make sure that they They're are out and that she's not sending selfies. Okay. Okay. Well, we already passed that. <laughs> too late yeah because i think they're pounding hard on that now it's child <laughs> pornography yeah um, pun intended but i didn't know that i assumed like a live stream was okay i think you are considered transmitting pornography mm-hmm. at that point really yeah Still. yes okay. and i do it's know that harder child... to catch if it's a live stream and not like and recorded there is a thing that on videos whenever they say like oh this person was found with fifty thousand images mm-hmm. on their computer it's they will take a video and break it apart into every frame and count it as a separate oh, image wow. so that's why it's when you hear people part. yes so when you hear people is having millions of photos and you're like how are they going through mm-hmm. they're not if they have videos and they will break it into images Oh, huh. interesting. Okay. In my work, a lot of the people that I work with deal with that stuff. Interesting. So. Anyway, back to my fun date. <laughs> 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 horrible, sad Sorry. subject. Just yeah. making sure that you don't get him charged with that. Do you have like a sound effect for like knowledge? Wow. Like, the more you know, like, like, <laughs> like the, the rainbow tunnel yes. traffic, yes. the more yes. you know. Yeah. <laughs> he go for fingers? Yeah. Did he do anything to you? A lot of the kissing, that kissing. I Did got he my, do I, anything downstairs? No. Okay. But, I mean, Did other than like him? ass grabbing. Did you want them to? Maybe a little. I honestly was just enjoying their presence a lot. And like, even in that bathroom, like we were like cuddling and like, I was like scratching like their head and they had their head on my shoulder. And we were just like all cutesy wootsy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I really enjoyed that. It was one other thing where I was like, I had to change my expectations because I thought this whole thing was going to be all sex, but it turned out to be a lot more romantic than I expected. More and I intimacy. really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So then we got an Uber to the park. Yeah. Immediately, we're trying to find a spot. Like, So walking. they don't drive? No. So who dropped them off? Their parents, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So yeah, we're just going through the park. We find a place to sit down. We sit down next to this lovely stream. And once again, we're just like cuddling. But it was honestly just so nice to just like lay down because we're both exhausted from walking and just like sit there and to just like talk and watch the stream because I love nature. So honestly, that is like the best place I could have asked for on a date is just to like sit in nature and do promiscuous activities. <laughs> Sounds like a romance novel. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But eventually there's this family that comes by in the spot Oops. we're in and we're like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. Put the dick away. Put the dick away. <laughs> Put the public. feet away, actually. The public, they're everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> they ruin everything. <laughs> I know. I literally told them, I was like, there's so many fucking people in this public park. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Don't these people have anything better to do? No. Don't you have a home? On a Friday morning. (laughs) So we go back to this bench and that's pretty much where we stay for the majority of it. But it was actually really sweet. Like at one point they were just too high and they were just telling me they were like, I can't like I cannot go all the way today. And I was like, it's perfectly okay. Like, I mean, what are we going to do? Fuck on this bench while there's. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like, I mean, this works. I think this is mutually beneficial. Like. A lot of it was actually just ended up being cuddling and talking. At one point, they were sucking on my titties and they were showing me an episode of Justice League Unlimited. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this is not some Subway Surfer bullshit. Like, wait, you guys don't get that. You're old. (laughs) Okay, so... So to be fair, I don't get any pop culture reference. Okay, so for reference, quickly on TikTok, there's this whole like thing. 
because people's like attention span is like diminishing, they'll have to put on a video and next to the video, they'll put like a game or some other piece of content at the same time. Subway Surfer is a game that's most commonly used. So having them suck my titty while holding up their phone, <laughs> showing me this episode of a children's TV show, I was like, you cannot be fucking doing this to me right now. Well, it's actually he, really thoughtful. Yeah. Say, he's assuming that you're going to need a fishing simulator. <laughs> I guess that's the ADHD versus autism yeah, like conflict yeah. because I need to focus on one thing at a time. And they whereas, need to focus on five things. Yes, at a time. exactly. They're like, here's this episode while I'm <laughs> And at one point, we made a joke about me losing my virginity to a song from Sonic Adventure 2, which is the Knuckles rap, oh which God. I knew from heart. And they were telling me, I was like, there's no way I'm losing my virginity to that song cut to later where I completely forgot about that conversation and I'm like I have it stuck in my head and they're like oh why don't you play it so I start playing it instantly they pounce on me and I was like you motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) so when we started this conversation I was thinking like the outlet mall the part sonic like all these things I'm thinking this this how you want to tell your experience of like your first times and now at the end of this conversation yeah it is exactly <laughs> the conversation for you you're loving all of this and i'm here, I I'm here for it a wonderful yeah. time with them and a lot of it was just cuddling so, like i said scarlet did you pick her up from the park or from now actually her friend picked her up yeah oh. my friend wanted to hang out so she picked me up how did it end are you guys gonna see each other again or what i would love to see each other again like i said a lot of it was just like cuddling I don't want to tell them this, but I like we had a moment where like they were like super high and they were like, I really like you. And I was like, I really like you, too. And how's your other boyfriend feel about this? My other boyfriend's been cheering me on this whole time. Like I had a wonderful time. A lot of it was just their head on my shoulder, me scratching through their hair and like just kind of talking and making jokes and probably me getting a secondhand high. I have a very sensitive sense of smell. So the weed was not helpful. (laughs) So what else do you have on your bucket list if you don't mind me asking well oh, I, I actually act- have a bucket actually list. fucking <laughs> I, I need a copy of actually this, fucking but i have it written down over here 2023 bucket list oh it's by year okay mm-hmm. she's very organized yeah <laughs> i don't let's see the only sexual things i have that i haven't done so far no not november and no um, not november so you want to not do anything in november i wanted to try it but i might not win um, that's cool that's like sober october yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's um, the only sexual thing left no and get a sugar mama and hook up with someone so but that kind of goes <laughs> hand right. in hand with what i'm already doing well you might like caramello's daughter who has multiple i think sugar mamas right sugar daddies oh, oh sugar, sugar daddies. daddies yeah okay Ooh. sugar daddies look i couldn't tell you how many she has i, I need to get on that hook yeah i want to know <laughs> more about this how old is she She's 26. She turned 26 in January. Okay. It's like my youngest age. But my sister transitioned at 56. Wow. Oh, wow. So now I have a brother. I didn't think I'd have a problem with it. And it's not that I have a problem with it because she was always manly all of her life. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I had a brother anyway. And she was gay. But for her to transition at such an old age... It was hard on my mom because she was in her 80s. Mm-hmm. And then for her to transition in the town they live in, it's a small, my hometown, small town. It was almost like a death to me because 
all these years, I've had a sister. I mean, and it wasn't that I was against her being happy. It's just like, why now? You're 56, 57 years old, but she seems happier as a man. And if she's he's happier, I still catch myself calling him the name, prior name, or use the wrong pronoun. My mom uses the wrong pronoun all the time, but she's 88, you know? Yeah. So I, catch myself, I catch myself doing that from time to time on accident. Yeah. You know, yeah. my mom, she's 71. She'll be 72 in December. She uses her real name sometimes. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Me. I'm, I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry. Me. Huh? You, you know, you've got lifelong stories, though, as your sister. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's got to be hard. I mean, it's like me talking about my husband versus my ex-husband. He is my ex-husband now. But the stories, he was my husband. Right. Right. So it's got to feel weird. It's really it's weird. Not, it is. It is. I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't feel, you know, like you in that aspect. But again, you know, my daughter's happiness means the world to me. Just yeah. like I'm, you know, I can see that it does strike a chord with you. But, you know, again, your brother's happiness means yep. the world to you in that aspect. Yeah. So, you know. And I always knew. I mean, she was not a girly girl. She was yeah. not. I mean, she like went fishing and clean fish and went turtling, like got turtles and clean and turtles. I mean, would you consider the question of talking to their deathbed version of themselves mm, and going, right, what did you miss out on in life? Right. And I've been always her number one fan. She came out to me. It was shortly after I met my ex-husband. She came out to me that she was gay. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you knew? I'm like, oh my God, I've known since I was eight years old. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad you're just now because uh -huh, she'd right. been dating guys. I'm like, I'm glad you're just now realizing yeah. it. You know, she was in the military. And I mean, so, you know, and she's a badass. I'm like, that's one person I wouldn't mess with. And now she's a man and I'm all for her being happy. But it just was really weird to have a sister for 56 years mm -hmm. and then now not to have a sister. And so that was a new weird. brother. Yeah. And I do. But new addition. New edition, but it's still weird. You have to reconcile mm -hmm. your old memories now with right. new memories. And it's right. the same person, but it's not, not right? Yeah. yeah. And like I said, trying to, you know, manage the pronouns correctly. And even talking to him, I'll be like, I'll call him his old name. And I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay, you know. So, and her partner, they've been together. They've got married and they've been together since 94. Wow. But. She had a big problem with it. They almost broke up because of it. Because mm. is she technically still gay? Or is he still gay? Mm. He didn't go through with the full operation. He got his breasts removed. But that was it. But, of course, the hormone therapy and all that. But her partner had a huge wife, had a huge problem with it. But they made it through. But there was a lot of counseling that they had to do. So, Well, and I imagine that there's a certain amount of grief that you, yeah. as a relative and the person not going through it, has to go through because it almost is a, a little bit like a death. death. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they call it their dead name. Right. It's because not them anymore. Right. Because she went through all legal channels and changed her name to the Social Security office. Yeah. She had to go to California or call California and get her birth certificate where she was born. Mm -hmm. And my dad was Marine, so she was born on the Marine Corps base out there. And so she had to go through all of that. And or he. So it is like I'm attributing it kind of like a death. And I still wonder sometimes, like, hey, at 56, but I am, I'm 100% okay with if that made him happy, I'm 100%.
okay. No, I can understand. I can understand in that aspect. Like I said, when my first son was born, you know, before he transitioned, you know, I was like, all right, I got a boy. Then my second one came out and it was a boy. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, shit. <laughs> my first thought was like, ain't going to be a two-man wrecking cure. I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> and got in, got in a junior high and I said, I don't want to play football. Okay. Can you give me one year? Play one season of football and then you can do whatever you want to. You know, I've, I've always wanted, you know, and not to throw any shade on my second son or my only son now, but he had to struggle. He had to learn and physically, you know, make it to where he was able to play. My firstborn, it was natural. Yeah, it came natural. It came natural. Yeah. So she gave me that. Yeah. And I'm happy. Yeah. So it is like a death, but at the same time, I've gained another child. Yeah. Would you compare it to like a phoenix where it's like from the ashes comes rebirth? Yeah, I would. Because my child is happy now. My daughter is happy now in who she is and in her skin. And I'm guessing just speculating about your brother now is that it was so not socially acceptable back then and it has become more it, i mean there's still definitely a huge stigma around it but it's definitely been more of an open topic in the past you know 10 years than it ever has been so maybe you know he finally just felt comfortable probably or, I think, or sure. thought it was an right. option for him right. cuz Be- before it might have been like i feel like this but like what do i do about it because he came out in 94 mm-hmm. which a lot of you people weren't even born then but anyway <laughs> i was 2 years old thank you oh god <laughs> I was born. <laughs> but anyway, back in the 90s, early 90s, there were hate crimes with gay. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it was not acceptable to be gay at that time. It was just starting to be okay or to admit that you're a gay. It's phenomenal how much strides we've mm-hmm. come. And when he told me that, I was like, okay, my brother, my other brother, who's very religious, he had a hard time. Like, he stopped talking to her. It was a big family problem. My mom went to the church and, you know, my sister then was excommunicated from our church. But I accepted. Good riddance. I don't right, know. Right. <laughs> but she found another church home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And one that was probably better suited. Right. And she goes, you know, and now he goes, you've always supported. You've always been my biggest fan. You've never, ever caused me any problems. But what I worried about when she or he was transitioning was. We lived in a small town, like 3,000 people, very religious. And there's a cult there. A hundred percent, there's a cult. And her partner, her wife, still was working at that time. She wasn't retired at the small community hospital. Mm. My mom was still there. She hadn't gone into independent living yet. So I worried about the judgment. The judgment and if it was going to be affect them, affect them any, because I saw hate crimes in that town. My girlfriend dated black men and her house got spray painted wow you know Mm -hmm. so and that was just 20 years ago so that's what i was not wanting to happen yeah but they worked through it and it's fine but it's just been kind of hard you know but i love him he's still my brother Mm -hmm. and i never had a sister it wasn't like we played dress up or we shared makeup stories right yeah you are never you are braiding each other's no, hair painting no, each other's nails no you know i never came to her about makeup advice or anything because i knew he was not mm-hmm. the person for that so i always figured i had more of a brother than a sister anyway so 
it's hard to root for someone to go down a tough road, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you want to know there's going to be pain for them. Sure. Right. Yeah. And even though, you know, the happiness may be on the other side of that to still have all of the everything that comes with that hard yeah. road. Yeah. It's hard to wish on somebody. Yeah. But she was an unhappy, a very unhappy person for a long time. And now he seems happier at peace. So that's really lovely. If that's what it took. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and everybody else will adapt. Yeah. And with that, whether it be clown costumes or fish simulators or changing your pronouns, do what makes you feel comfortable in your skin. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com.